Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I think you guys are going to be amazed at the guests I have on today. I'm, I, I'm, we're going to be talking about everything like mind control, the CIA, MKUltra, um, this group called um, he had the Cambridge Analytica, and uh, all about you know like polit- politics and you know false flags, and this is going to be a real conspiracy based um, episode. And who I have with me is this guy was on the Art Bell show. That's how I found out about him. But he was also on other shows like Week Project. And uh, I found out in some other places. Um, I have with me Neil Sanders. And his website is neilsandersmindcontrol.com. Now, Neil's a lot like me. We were born, we have a lot in common. We were born in the same year. We were both born in 1980. And then we we also have a music interest in, in, he listens to punk, I listen to punk. He listens to hip hop, I listen to hip hop. It's probably like us being born the same year we're into a lot of the same interests so i knew i was going to have like a kinship kinship with him right off the bat also he's into film he likes films like goodfellas taxi driver hard-boiled godfather wicker man rosemary's baby the exorcist and the devils and that says upon leaving school and going to university he quickly came to realize his school had been an awful and was a miracle that and he was past the A-levels, eager to really find out about the human experience. He studied psychology, media, and advertising. He emerged three years later with a degree, but none the bloody wiser. Being a weird guy all around, he's also, he says, he says, he's also fascinated with serial killers, conspiracies, cryptids, ghosts, and anything a bit off kilter. And then it says, um, in, in, in his late 20s, he attempted to bribe a friend in starting a band with him. In vain, point and impress him, he sent some music samples to Aldous Huxley of the TV show Rich Plant, of which he's a huge fan. He had been interested in the subject of mind control for some years and spent time studying related subjects at university, which made him sure the techniques were plausible. Indeed, some of the courses he did on media and advertising were solar based on methods of manipulating the consumer viewer about their knowledge. This can run the gamut of persuading someone to buy something all the way to convincing a nation to go to war. Richard Hall contacted him and asked him to get a presentation together for the subject of mind control, specifically the USA program, MKUltra. From there, everything sort of got snowballed, he says, until he compiled all he knew into the subject into the books, Your Thoughts Are Not Your Own, Volumes 1 and 2. And then he also wrote some cool blog books, and he has a podcast. It's called the, um, let me write, the Cambridge Analytica podcast. And he and his website again is neilsandersmindcontrol.com. And I want to welcome him to the show. I think it's, it's great to have him on. Neil, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, and thank you for asking me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. Um, what we, I want to talk about what we were talking about just before we started. That, um, that mm. I, I was telling you about what a lot of people think about in the United States, what the deep state is. You know, they yeah. say they're the leftists and, and, and you have... I'm not political because I, mm-hmm. I just like, I, I can't trust politicians. I don't think any of them have our best interests, but can you explain your idea of who the deep state is? Well, the deep state is the apparatus that sits behind um, the sort of the politicians. This is the people that essentially run the country. In the UK, that would be civil servants, private secretaries, the, the people with the act actual power that that do the things that 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 the politicians they don't really like let's think about this right politicians when they come into a job they don't know how to do that job 
let, let's say that they were a banker or whatever. That doesn't necessarily mean that they can become like, you know, the health secretary or, or, or run the treasury or anything like that. They're not qualified to do these things. They're essentially front men that, that have a lot of advisors um, and direct those advisors in the way of policy. Now, that policy can come from the top or it can come from the bottom. Usually it actually comes from the outside and it comes from the donors. So what the deep state would be, would be that apparatus that, that keeps the country going underneath what the public sees. So it's the it's the military industrial complex. It's the intelligence agencies. And it's the sort of it also includes the sort of humdrum apparatus of basically just making sure that the country keeps running, which would be civil servants or administrative figures. Um, and there's often a fight. I mean, in fact, there's always a fight because what the the deep state's agenda is doesn't necessarily fall in line with what the political parties want to do. The political parties make all sort of promises because they want to get elected. So they'll say that they want to do this and they want to do that. And, and they, they, they may well mean it. They possibly don't mean it. It's usually just flim flam based on what they think people want to hear. Uh, but the deep state, on the other hand, sorry, there's loads of cars just revving up outside of my house now. But the deep state is essentially, I say, that continuation. And they've had the same pretty much idea since time immemorial. They know what they want. They know who their enemies are. They know what's good for the country. Uh, they're the ones who will be sort of sort of making the long term monitoring about things like mineral wealth and where we need to go and invade because we need because there's going to be a, a, an energy crisis or something like that. If, if you're elected. You can't really have, and this isn't, this isn't, um, uh, I'm not letting them off the hook. I'm just explaining why the deep state is so successful in what it does, basically, because you don't have the time. You've got, say, four years to be the president. And in that time, there's going to be lots of arguing with the opposition and lots of trying to get stuff done and it being sort of repealed and pushed back and appealed. And this will go this way and you won't get public support for that. And this will fail. The world is far more complicated than that. So basically, you've always got people that are usually connected with aristocratical families in the sense that there'll be sort of old money. Um, I, like, be... I was going to say, like the Bushes, like like if you look at like what not Bush, but his dad, the one who was president here first, he was yeah. he. Uh, they say conspiracy, but I don't think it's a conspiracy. They say he was, you know, they his his relatives helped form the CIA. Then he was in with the CIA and he helped bring cocaine into the United States. Then yeah. they took yeah. it into the hoods where they they had people sell it and then they arrested those people. So they gave the people the cocaine. Then they set them up for selling it. So they just yeah. people like upside down and left and right, you know, like, and that was just, and, and I don't, I'm not, I can't verify it, but you know, like did you ever hear? Oh, no, I mean, it, I mean, it is totally verified. Certainly, with the latter sort of days of uh, Freeway Ricky Ross and Danilo Blandon. Danilo Blandon, who was supplying Freeway Ricky Ross, which was essentially the precursor to the crack explosion, was CIA. Like you've got people like Michael Harris who uh, are connected to uh, Freeway Ricky Ross and these same CIA importers that are financing death row records and creating the market, creating that that aspirational character of being a crack dealer. And, and, and that's actually a very good example because you've got something that transcends two different 
um, not only political parties, but decades. You've got, during the Reagan era, you've got Reagan and the Reagan administration knowingly bringing cocaine into the country so that they could finance their war in Nicaragua and like the Contras. Like, and they know also that basically it's going to destroy black neighborhoods. And frankly, they, they, that's what they want to do. Uh, because again, it, it feeds the, phys- the prison industrial complex uh, and numerous other things. Years later, you've got the same thing happening, but under the Clintons and say Mina, Arkansas and various other, um, I forget the name of the guy, uh, Barry, uh, Barry Seal um, and bringing drugs into the country like that. So that's the perfect example, really. Like now no, in, in public, Reagan and Clinton were both very anti-drugs and they would never, ever have a policy, a political policy that said, yeah, we're going to bring these drugs in to basically do our, our mates in, in massive industry a favour and also to uh, stimulate world events around, uh, around the globe that will be beneficial to our country in, in sort of parentheses beneficial. They can't say that. They would never say that. Right. They're going to say, oh, we're anti-drugs. But in the meantime, the deep state is ticking along in the background, so to speak. And, and, and is just and he's running drugs and is financing uh, cartels in South America and is allowing um, um, uh, the, the Sinaloa cartel to bring uh, drugs into Chicago in exchange for uh, information against other drug cartels um, and and it's far grimier and far dirtier once you get sort of beneath the the surface uh, and and you look at actually what countries are doing you know I mean you know there was that that speech from the guy um, the ex-CIA guy not so long ago this is, this is all we did we lied we cheat we stole we murdered we raped this is what we do that's what they do that that there is you know, I think that's a human the, trait because I was going to say, do you think like at the top of this somewhere it's possibly non-human? I mean, I I, I don't know. Like it's 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 just speculation, but like it just seems like the dirty things that humans do is it's like mm-hmm. the, the the things that humans do it seems inhumane, you know, and and that could just be because we're a greedy, jealous, you know, vengeful yeah. people, or it could be something non-human at the top is controlling this, putting these orders. In. I don't know, you know. What, what do you think? Yeah. I couldn't possibly say, uh, or one one could only speculate on something like that. I mean, the the counter to that is the power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And if you are in a position where you have so much power or so much lack of um, what's the word accountability, say somebody like a Donald Trump or whatever, he's never ever going to get caught for doing anything. So it's quite plausible that. He does stuff that, that he thinks he can get away with because he knows he can get away with it. Uh, that's a slightly glib example, but you know what I mean? I mean, this is this is the point. Like, they, they, they murder wholesale and they get away with it because a lot of people would be would basically say, yeah, nobody would murder wholesale like that. It's inhumane. So it's, it's sort of... It's a sort of it sort of hides itself in a sense. Do you, where do you think this idea came up that Trump was supposed to be this like savior that was going to save everybody from the satanic pedophiles? And he it it started to become I don't know if you knew this, but in this country it started to become this idea that he was like this martyr of freedom because yeah. um 
you know, everybody's thinking that the deep states like the left and everybody doesn't know what's going on. COVID hits and like, you know, like, yeah. and, and then people find out about Comet Pizza. And like, so I think a lot of things came together and a lot people started questioning a lot of things and they yeah. wanted to put their faith in Donald Trump. And like, Absolutely. I think a lot of conspiracies got started that, they, you know, but I don't think he was like the bringer of rain. That's a, that's mm-hmm. in the show Spartacus. Like, like he could like they was yeah. like, when he killed a gladiator, it, br- it brought rain, and they were in a long drought. So what I'm saying is like I don't think he was the bringer of rain. You know, he wasn't like something like um, amazing. You know, like I think he was if, if he would have saw me on the street or anybody else, he would have smudged. He would say, say fuck. He wouldn't say hi. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts? He was up to his uh, up to his eyes in the mafia. His previous modeling agency had been accused of trafficking women. Uh, he's been accused of rape by several people. Um, and his mentor was Roy Cohn. And if anybody knows anything about Roy Cohn, aside from the fact that Roy Cohn admitted to um, uh, being involved in a child sex ring, um, like there's several other people that, that Donald Trump knows that, 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 that are, are paedophiles, and it's it's unusual that that uh, it would have been for one Jeffrey Epstein who met uh, Victoria Gouffre at um, at Mar-a-Lago, where she was as a 14 year old girl working in the uh, cloakroom for some reason. Wow, I didn't know that. You know, no. I, I, mean, I knew there was pictures with him and Epstein, and there's oh, hang on, I'll tell you all about him and Epstein. Sorry, let me just close the window. I do apologize. Like, let me pause this. Resume. Oh, absolutely. Like, I mean, Epstein and um, Trump have been friends for decades. Like, and, J- and Ghislaine Maxwell and Trump have been friends since the nineties. Trump and a bloke called Tom Barrack, who recently was in the um, Trump administration, and Jeffrey Epstein were known during the 80s in New York as the Three Musketeers. And they would basically go around and um, try and sleep with as many beautiful young women as they possibly could. There's that very famous footage where Trump, who apparently never took drugs, but was actually addicted to prescription amphetamines for a series of years, um, and like he's blatantly clearly on cocaine or uh, or ecstasy, like grinding away at a party with, with <laughs> uh, like looking at some young girls. And uh, uh, but the, the the most famous quote um, is um, I've known Jeff for 15 years. He's a terrific guy. He's a lot of fun to be with. It's even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do. Many of them are on the younger side, but there's no doubt about it. Jeffrey certainly enjoys his social life. That's that's a genuine quote from Donald Trump. And as I say, him and Tom Barrack and Jeffrey Epstein for years were known as the three musketeers around um, around. Uh, New York. Now, Tom Barrack, who is still friends with uh, Donald Trump and was given a very lucrative job in Donald Trump's administration, um, was friends with Jeffrey Epstein right up until Jeffrey Epstein died. Now, Donald Trump had not been seen with Jeffrey Epstein for years. And as soon as Jeffrey Epstein was arrested, an anonymous quote came out that said, Oh, he banned him from Mar-a-Lago years ago. Now, there's never actually been anything that corroborates that. And it it, it raises the question, why did you wait 10 years to tell everybody that you'd banned him from this particular club? And the interesting thing was that the... the Donald Trump was actually um, the first trial against Jeffrey Epstein. Donald Trump was called as a witness because they were known to be such good friends. And he made a deal with the DA, whereby he made a deposition in private. 
one of the things that came out on the uh, in the trial was that the Lolita Express that people make such a fuss about, like if someone's been on it, that means detention forever. Um, Donald Trump has been on it at least twice, according to Mark Epstein. Uh, he swore in court that uh, he'd been on the plane with Donald Trump twice. Um, so Virginia Gouffray said that she'd actually seen uh, Bill Clinton at, at Jeffrey Epstein's island. Uh, so, yeah, so again, you know, it's, it's cross-political. That would be potentially another example of the deep state. I, I'm strongly of the opinion that Jeffrey Epstein, what he was doing was he was transporting, this, this is a fact, this isn't a conspiracy, he was transporting underage girl across state lines and into other countries and bringing dignitaries and celebrities to his properties where who knows what happened, but these, these young prostitutes and it just so happened that all of the rooms in all of his mansions were wired for sound and video, which basically ties in with a certain document. Maxwell, they, they were out. they were brought they were they were um what do they call that they're they were shaking people down. On, for, yeah, what do they call it? I, I, Honey I, trapping. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were they were yeah they're setting them up right. They they yeah. they acting like he was friends with them in the front, and then he's like, oh, you know, you want to have sex with this girl? She's yeah, you know, and then they do it, and then they have the room. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, Sydney Gottlieb of the CIA reportedly told um, a, a woman whose name escapes me at the minute, uh, who basically was was apparently part of MK Ultra experiments and received an official apology from Bill Clinton for her involvement in it. She was basically told she was being trained to be a prostitute when she was aged nine years old. And Sydney Gottlieb apparently told this woman, who remember was nine, that this was what they did. That they were training young girls to be prostitutes specifically to get get incriminating evidence on uh, dignitaries uh, and important businessmen from all over the world so that they could later manipulate them and blackmail them. Wow, that's, a, that's insane. That's insane. But, but again, to go back to this, because, so that's the sort of the concept of the deep state, so for, for potential examples of it. So why did everybody think that Donald Trump was going to be the saviour of the deep state uh, and was going to help us? And why did they think that this bloke who, um, do you know why he makes all these buildings out of concrete? Here's an interesting one. Why? Why? I don't know. Why? Because he buys the concrete at incredibly inflated rates from fat Tony Salerno, the mobster. Oh, wow. That's, again, not even disputed, completely fact. That's why Donald, like Trump Tower in New York is, uh, uh, I believe I may be incorrect, but at one point, I think certainly, it was the largest concrete structure in the, uh, uh, maybe the city, maybe in America, I, I don't know. But yeah, it made absolutely no sense for him to do that. But this is because he's, he's connected to the mafia. But then again, so is, is Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani is basically, um, I think he's his brother or his cousin or something, is, is, is rumored to be quite high up in the in the mafia but this is the point you don't get to be in an industry like real estate in new york particularly in the 70s and 80s without being indebted to the mafia yeah like exactly they, they ran everything i mean even in my small town where i live i can't i'm not going to say it because like we're doing a really sensitive episode but like well, i'll just say like where i live like was a really big mob town you know what i mean and yeah I do. I actually have relatives that were connected to the mob. You know what I mean? Like oh, was it Pete? Was it was was he the guy in Murder Inc? Um, he killed five hundred people and he never took a weapon to the scene. Pittsburgh Phil. He never took a weapon to the scene. And the interesting thing that's been been raised is that that's how CIA assassins operate. You don't take a weapon with you because you might get caught on the way to 
uh, on the way to to uh, you know. Yeah, so when you get there, you find something heavy or something sharp and you, you stove the head in or, or you garrot them. Um, and there's always been a lot of suggestion that basically like the mafia and the, and the intelligence agencies have a have a sort of shifty um, interaction and such like that. You know, I mean, like right going back to sort of Cuba and, the, and prior to that, the involvement of Lucky Luciano in looking after the docks in New York during the um, during um, World War Two, and even going so far as to sort of like I, I'm sure that the CIA uh, I forget exactly who it was, but they they um, they asked them to help them assassinate Mussolini. Yeah. In, in um, so yeah, there's, there's always again this is the shadiness behind it. But sorry, I, I, my... how does where does how does Israel factor in? And I want to just say like. Before we talk about Israel, like, I don't have a problem with their people. They're beautiful people. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they're really nice. And they're probably the same as us. They probably just look, looking for answers. And they, they don't know what their government is. But I think their government's under, up to, up to like, what do, you, what do you know about it? I mean, because I've, I've heard. Not a huge amount, if I'm brutally honest. Like, um, I, well, I, I know that, and we're skipping ahead a bit here, but the think tanks that are connected to um, Cambridge Analytica, which is the mind control program that is run essentially by members of the CIA and MI6 that was used to get Donald Trump elected and also to get the UK out of the European Union. Um, it's connected to think tanks like the Heritage Foundation and CNP. And a lot of these people are hardcore fundamentalist Christians uh, connected to groups like the Family and uh, the Falwell Group and uh, Billy, what's his name, um, uh, Douglas Peru and um, the uh, the Prayer Breakfast uh, yeah. and all that group. Douglas Coe, sorry, um, and I can't remember the name of the guy that was uh, Billy Graham. It's all to do Billy with Graham, the big religious guy. Yeah, absolutely. All of these fundamentalist far-right Christians are all in a group called the CMP. The CMP is, is connected to the Heritage Foundation and the John Birch Society and also the World Anti-Communist League, okay, which is a far-right Nazi, not a pejorative, properly Nazi group, okay? And these groups are basically behind Cambridge Analytica. The proliferation of the CIAs is also involved with them because the Heritage Foundation was basically set up with money from the CIA. Um, and these groups strongly believe that Jesus will come back once the temple is destroyed and all that the, like, eschatology stuff. So that's why Israel is involved. That's why, because, because even though it's the 21st century, these people genuinely think that they're going to bring about the end of the world and that Jesus will come back if certain things are fulfilled. You like know what? That's, that's weird you said that because I had a guy on my show and I let everybody come on and say their thing, but he said that he was like in Israel before and he's, he's a pretty big Christian. He said he was in Israel before and he said that Israel has to launch a preemptive strike on Syria. I said, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, why does anybody have to launch any nuclear weapons on anybody? I was like, I said, why can't we all just get along? Like, what the hell? Why does somebody have to have a nuclear fucking war? I mean, that's like, like kids with toys. You know what I mean? Like, if, if there were extraterrestrials, that's what they don't want us to do. Is that is that? Oh, yeah. 
that has a reverberation in the universe and other dimensions and like you know it fucks up everything like it, it, and people that's why a lot of people have cancer now because of uh, nuclear bombs going off fukushima spill um uh chernobyl you know um this is all problems of nuclear and, and the guy said he said well he said the amount of nuclear uh damage from a bomb can be controlled now i was thinking no it can't no it can't it's it's, no. it's just it's, hang on Controlling controlling the damage from a nuclear bomb doesn't that sort of negate the point of using a nuclear bomb? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think he meant the radiation. He said, well, "I know what he means," but like, like it's like it's just that serious. And you're shooting a mis nuclear missile at Syria. Say, aren't you hurting yourself because all that radiation is going to come back on you? Because that's like your neighbor. <laughs> That'd be like you guys showing throwing a nuclear weapon at Ireland, right? Oh, exactly. Yes, it, it's um, it's silly. It's, um, it's almost mutual assured destruction, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but anyway, so, so to come back to why everybody thinks that Donald Trump is a savior is because this group, which was set up by Steve Bannon and- Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica, right? That's Cambridge what we're getting Analytica. into, okay. Yeah, Cambridge Analytica, as early as, right, how this works is, it's it's a psyops company. So, so what they do is they, get all your data and social media has been an absolute boom for like the intelligence agencies because they can monitor you they can see what you like they can see what you don't like they can see uh who you're friends with the sort of jokes that that annoy you the sort of things that you don't respond well to but most importantly they can find out what makes you afraid what makes you happy and what makes you angry and if they can find those things out they can start to cater um, uh, false stories and false narratives to be given directly to you. So let what what Cambridge Analytica would do, and it was started, it used to be a company called SCL, which was started by um, uh, Nigel Oakes, who claims to be a spy, whether he was, I don't know. But basically he noticed that, that by manipulation techniques that had been used in advertising could be applied psychologically in order to direct people in, in particular ways. So what happened was Robert Mercer, who is an incredibly far right um, uh, businessman, billionaire, made his money in uh, artificial intelligence, and his pal, Steve Bannon, who is just you know, a terrible, terrible person, they set up Breitbart and they, they simultaneously, or they didn't set up Breitbart, they got involved in Breitbart and, and then after Andrew Breitbart died, took it over and uh, then basically invested in this, this company called SEL to make this thing called Cambridge Analytica. How it works is it goes on social media, it steals or is sold your data from Facebook it stole, uh, and Twitter and Instagram and everything. It even looked at your emails and texts, although basically they don't quite admit that yet. Uh, and the whole point is, it's building a profile of you. It's building an idea of what you are as a person. And then by knowing that, what makes you angry, sad, happy, et cetera, et cetera, they know exactly the sort of things that will resonate with you. So particularly in America, what they did was they created a load of videos with um, uh, uh, that would go out on social media that intimated that areas of Europe had fallen under uh, uh, Sharia law or were now under Muslim control or that Muslim immigration was overrunning or that Sweden was the rape capital of the world and stuff like that. And it was all there to induce fear in people. 
What they then do is, so they created these false stories, they fed them to you and they knew that they would resonate with you because they got this psychological profile of you and they knew that that would basically, so they uh, would, would basically be, be um, uh, the, the sort of thing that went right up your Wait, flag. And the reason why it resonates with a lot of people is because of 9-11, because of, you know, like there's the, 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 the anti-Islamic thing, like people still have a, uh, bad hearts place and because of what happened on 9-11 and we Precisely. don't know if that was a false flag but we we can get into that later but i mean yeah. they, they, they're building off of false these past tragedies precisely that precisely that they know what is going to push your buttons particularly uh people that have been affected not only by 9-11 but perhaps have got uh, relatives in the military that have either died or or become uh, uh disabled due to that so th that's exactly correct uh, robert they basically they wanted to push your buttons make you afraid um and so they would they would feed you this false information and 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 then they would direct you to other people, other groups, you would coalesce and you'd start creating echo chambers. And this would be exacerbated by the use of sock puppet accounts, which was basically, you'd have one operative who was running about 50 personalities who were all having numerous conversations. It's mostly done by AI with a little bit of monitoring, but this is so good now that it is indistinguishable from talking to a human being. So you've basically got all this soft propaganda coming at you uh, from all sides. There'll be memes that resonate with you, that you know resonate with you. There'll be personalities like your sort of Dave Rubins and you might know Anna Popolis's and your Steve Bannon's and your Nigel Farage's and stuff, who also happen to be paid by, uh, uh, financed, Candice Owens and all these people financed by exactly the same people, essentially the Coke, Devos and Mercer network, which is the aristocratical right wing uh, uh, fundamental Christian arm of, of the deep state. Now, here's, here's the, the, the crazy thing. So why were people obsessed with these things? Because they knew that slogans uh, would, would work. Uh, what were those slogans that were so successful for Donald Trump? Lock make her America up. great again. Yeah, and make America great again, build the wall, um, and the concept that he was fighting against the deep state. That, yeah. Those, yeah. yeah, yeah, he was fighting against the deep state, and they made it like the left, like that. Now, let's let's oh, hang, 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 because this is important. The left isn't like that. I don't think I don't think Hillary Clinton's any better though. Like she's, no. uh, they're all bad. They're all yeah, of course so, of course so. But you have different factions fighting to push different things at different times. At the minute, essentially, you've got sort of right wing uh, people, and essentially, like you know. The, the CIA and the oil industry and the fundamentalist Christian aspect of the deep state, which is incredibly, incredibly strong, and the Israel lobby as well, which is sort of connected to this because of the eschatology thing, they've always historically been um, anti-communist and right wing. Like the Skull and Bones is the entry point to the CIA uh, for a lot of people. Like now I know that there are left wing people like John Kerry and stuff like that. But, uh, but Skullambos is essentially like Third Reich uh, imagery. Well, what, uh, so about, what about they say Obama was a Bush? Did you ever hear that? No. 
they, 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 I've heard it on Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat, which is a good show. It's, it's just on YouTube. Um, well, he got kicked off of YouTube. He's a conspiracy show. He's a yeah, comedian yeah. here in America, but he like he does a conspiracy show. But he was saying on there that he heard that Obama was a, was related to the Bushes. Like, which well, uh, no, no, no. That's that's certainly true because essentially you've got this sort of inbred aristocratical class. That, that are all that are right at the top of society and they wish to stay in it. And so just in the way that in Europe, they basically intermarried between families. So essentially you've got this one. That's bloodlines from thousands of years ago. I think that goes back Precisely. to the Sumerians and the Anunnaki and all yeah, that. This, yeah, this is why, like, you know, the British royal families, like family tree looks like the Olympic hoops. Because yeah, did you know that every one of our presidents is related to one of your kings? I think it's yes. King Henry or something, I think. Yes. Every yes. single one of our presidents has a, has a relationship to... You're one king, and I can't yeah, remember. Absolutely. So, so that aspect of it is true. I thought you meant that he was actually physically a bush, and that just like you know that he was like the, his his first cousin or something like that. No, he's, he's distantly related or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that's certainly true. That that's absolutely one hundred percent true. Right. So, but where did we get so so those slogans, those things that basically? You, but but this is the point. Trump's related to them as well. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. The, 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 oh, absolutely. He's related to the British royal family and he's uh, related to the Bushes and the Clintons. Are you serious? Yes. Wow. So they made it, they, they tricked everyone. Like they, 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 they he was going to be like the savior to, to, to sweep up all the, yeah. the, the satanic pedophile. And who's this like, who, I mean, who's this satanic ring then? Like who, can you, can you identify anybody who's into that? Well, in the concepts of this, it's a red herring. Like I'm it's sure that there are. I'm there I'm aware a- of Bohemian Grove. I'm aware of um, various other things and, so, and such like that that uh, have gone on throughout the years. Um, uh, like oh, oh who's the bloke that um, uh, wrote Operation Mind War that that ran the Temple of Set out of the Presidio? Um, the name escapes me at the, the time being. It'll come back to me. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm aware of that aspect. But it, but it, in, in the present juncture, in in relation to what Donald Trump was fighting, it was a red herring. And I'll tell you for why. Because you know, all the, this is the important point. You know, all those um, um, those phrases: build the wall, fight the deep state, lock her up, um, and uh, the idea of people coming across the border. They weren't they weren't for Trump. Cambridge Analytica designed those and had tested those in 2014 before Donald Trump had even decided to run. Wow. So it was just whoever was going to be the president. They were at the time putting that it in was there. Ted Cruz. Ted wow. Cruz. Ted Cruz had been given all those slogans. They were going to run with Ted Cruz. And then now here's the interesting thing about what happened, right? This is exactly what happened. Donald Trump put himself up as the candidate. Now, if we're honest, Donald Trump didn't want to win. Donald Trump wanted to not even be nominated or to lose so that he could do the television channel that he was going to do and he could run it in the same way that OAN runs and basically rants about how everything's so unfair and the indication that it was so unfair was that he didn't get elected. But unfortunately, he got elected. Now, what happened was this, and this is all completely provable. Um, The Democrats illegally started advertising for Donald Trump in conservative uh, newspapers, magazines and and, uh, and media outlets. So it's not allowed that they, 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 they pushed him with with millions and millions of dollars of, of essentially donors and taxpayers money 
um, because they felt that Hillary Clinton could easily beat Donald Trump. They thought that Donald Trump was an idiot, that he was a television buffoon, and that Hillary Clinton was the, was the better candidate in inverted commas, and therefore she could easily beat them. So the Democrats started pushing this. Now, Robert Mercer and uh, Steve Bannon of Breitbart noticed this and, and basically where they went, this is publicity that you can't buy. This woman has just played into our hands. If we sell Donald Trump as the outsider, as we sell him as the person who's going against the deep state, because he's not a politician, even though he's backed by the like politicians and the Heritage Foundation and the CNP, he had to audition. Donald Trump had to audition in front of the Council for National Policy and the Heritage Foundation, two think tanks that were essentially set up with seed money by the CIA and are basically Coke Industries and, and the rest of the, the and the Wilkes Brothers and the rest of the fossil fuel industry, the very epitome of what the deep state actually is. Yeah. That is the think tank that Donald Trump had to audition in front of before they allowed him to be the candidate. Right. And then Cambridge Analytica ran with that. They used all the slogans that were going to be used for Ted Cruz. They created this concept of fear. They created these ideas that um, that Donald Trump was going to be a savior, that he was something fresh. And then what they also did um, was uh, there's no there's no concrete proof that it's connected. But the tactics are so very similar that basically you can see that, that it essentially is. The, the concept of QAnon. QAnon is basically Donald Trump um, for people that don't like politics, but it's a way for them to get involved. It's a way for them to feel like they've got a mission. It's a way for them to feel like they're fighting evil. And you know what's really cruel about it? Everybody that went into that went into it for really good reasons. Right? They want to make the world a better place. They want to stop uh, pedophilia they want to they yeah want yeah exactly yeah. I, yeah I feel that I feel like a lot of people were waking up I think QAnon yeah. helped a lot of people wake up whether it was for the good or bad they it did wake a lot of people up maybe but isn't that the that isn't that the point it resonated with people because they they studied you and they realized what would resonate with you and how they could manipulate you and they dangled that carrot of this is you being a hero saving the world there's nothing bad you can say about on the surface I want to stop international paedophilia. Of course, that's a good thing. But that's the point. They use things like that to dangle it in front of you and to basically direct you in, in, a, in a specific way. It's like we were talking about skinheads just before we went wait to minute, our, wait, our, wait. I just got to think, do you think the whole Epstein thing could have been like a presentation for the world to draw people into that pedophilia thing more or do you think he was a real case that happened that i know he was definitely a real case it was certainly it was yeah it was definitely a real case okay I mean, okay i just wonder okay yeah because like uh, i was thinking how far did they want to take the agenda you know what i mean like you know but they, that just helped their agenda it was a yeah. real case that helped their agenda right yeah absolutely yeah it was um yes very much so um because because it was a real world example of what was then taken to sort of wicked excess. Yeah. Like, um, and this is the, the thing. It, it was, you know, uh, it was entertaining as well. It's like a sort of these clues, the, 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 the Q drops, the crumbs, whatever. Yeah, You've the Q drops, yeah. Yeah, 
you've got to use your brain. All of a sudden, you're introduced to a whole new group of people who think like-mindedly. You also have a complete understanding of, A, what the world is really like, and B, what your position in the world is like. And you have the psychological comfort of all these other people uh, agreeing with you. Now, do you know what those three principles are the foundations of? What's that? Getting somebody in a cult. That's yeah, all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they tell you what the world's like. They tell you your position in the world, and then they surround you with like-minded people that give you psychological comfort and tell you that this is ever this is okay. Yeah, and that's that. That that is exactly how advertising works. That like think about it. Why are you driving a Mercedes? Because you know Mercedes. They're they're driven by people who are successful and wealthy. Is your Mercedes as good as that bloke's? It's better, which means that I'm better than him. Okay, and then you've got the psychological comfort of knowing that that's a fact because everybody reinforces it. Well, this is something that's weird. Like it's like the America America right now is like pretty bad. Like it's we're we're a country divided. We have had civil conflict because of you know the police murdered another African American. So we had civil unrest. We had. The, the whole Trump thing, which divided people even more. I don't know if these things are all things that are clicking for the deep state or if it's all happening at a time where they want America to fall. You know, it seems like they do. And maybe China's involved and maybe China's involved in everyone's pocket. I don't know. Or if that's another story they're putting out to try to get us scared. Like, oh, we have to be worried about China. You know, meanwhile, nobody in China cares, probably. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, you, one of the things that you'll find is that a lot of the people that are involved in, say, groups like, say, the Heritage Foundation and the Council for National Policy, and then like on the opposite side, you've got people like the Trilateral Commission and the Council for Foreign Relations. One of the things that they heavily invest in uh, is disaster capitalism. OK, and you can't have disaster capitalism without a series of disasters. It's as simple as that. So there are wealthy people um, in 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 all countries but but specifically because this is what we're talking about in the uk and the usa that benefit from chaos like now you could make allusions to freemasonic um uh, mottos and such if you were that way inclined but the fact is that basically chaos allows for people to make money and people to siphon money off uh and you know for 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 backhanders and brown envelopes and manipulation of, of, of people. I mean, here's an interesting thing as well, and this has been understood since the 20s by groups like Tavistock. If you want to control people, if you want to like make people malleable, or if you want to um, um, make them so that their critical thinking is, is impaired to the point where it's almost useless, you either isolate and overstimulate them Right now, what I start, right, so most extreme version of that, Abu Ghraib, stick him in a cell all day with a blindfold on, with oven gloves on so that they can't feel anything uh, and pump static noise in 24 hours a day so that they stay away. You know what else causes isolation and overstimulation? By its very definition, social media. You're always isolated if you're on social media and yet you've got an audience and that audience can dictate how you would react because nobody likes everyone likes the dopamine thrill of getting a like nobody likes getting piled on and stuff like that in fact it's been admitted that that social media has been designed like a gambling 
like a, a one-armed bandit you are gambling with social information and you get a dopamine response when people go oh that's very funny oh how clever you are look at that that's brilliant well done you get a negative response in your amygdala when people tell you that you're an idiot so you might take that to wicked extremes uh, and say that basically um well why not alter your personality to be more liked online but the problem with that is that basically the medium that you're going through, nobody acts like they act in the real world on social media. Everyone's got to sass and be the wittiest, like cruelest, cuttingest, like um, uh, person uh, on there, on the meet, on the platform. So if you're altering yourself to basically uh, appease this invisible audience that doesn't act like people act like in normal life, then essentially you're you're altering altering yourself and your brain will sooner or later pick up the very subconscious and cruel factor that you've got more friends on social media than you have in real life now it doesn't matter that they're not real and they're not real friends you've got thousands of them whereas in real life you've got a, a, like you know a handful of, of good friends and, yeah. and that's great do you know what I mean? But it, it artificially tricks you into thinking that, that this is, is the way that, that life should be, basically. And it, it, it just isn't. Yeah, that, right? that's well said. That, that's, I, didn't ever, I never thought about any of that. That's, that's so insanely smart, man. Wow. Like, I, this is like, this is mind blowing information. I think people need to hear this, you know, like, I, I, I it's, it's really, it's really good stuff. I'm, I'm trying to think if I had any other questions for you. Um, uh, uh, I think that was it. Um, uh, what, what is the black cube? What's what's that? Uh, black cube, black cube is the Israeli version um, of Cambridge Analytica. Cambridge Analytica was used um, in, in, as I say, two campaigns. One in the UK um, to um, help us leave the the European Union, which has turned out to be a complete mistake, uh, based on lies as well. And then in America to get Donald Trump, excuse me, elected. Uh, black cube was used in. Um, uh, was Israeli. Now it wasn't necessarily used in Israel, although um, the two lawyers that um, helped get Benjamin Netanyahu elected, they did a very very similar campaign to to get their um, uh, to get their, their um, rival sort of ousted by smearing him. And this is another thing that the Cambridge Analytica was was exposed as doing. They will they'll they'll black. Yeah, they'll blackmail people as well. They'll basically, they'll do anything they can to not only sort of spread these, these stories and such like that, but also to, uh, by, again, by knowing your data. And it, let's put it this way, right? okay, if I've given the, the ta- I have to scare you, Robert, okay, but I don't know anything about you. If I find out that you're afraid of spiders and you're afraid of the dark, well, that's, that's, that's a brilliant advantage. I, I know information that can be used against you. And then the same thing, if, if you're angry, if you're angry with lack of jobs and um, immigration and um, politicians lying to you and you think that the, basically there's this sort of deep state behind everything that, that, that is somehow behind it and you hate the Clintons because you know that they're connected to all sorts of nefariousness, it doesn't take much once you've got those five things to do towards the opposite candidate, be who that be. And then when you have somebody like Donald Trump, who I'm not a fan of, 
Like, but you'd be an idiot to deny how charismatic he is. He's and really, how, he's like, that's why yeah. I think like he wouldn't be like he wouldn't be dumb enough to fall for like Epstein setting him up. You know what I mean? That's probably why I don't know. You know, I don't know. I think he would. I think he absolutely would. I don't think he's a bright man at all. I just think he's good on television. Uh, um, in fact, no, it's not that he's good on television. My my good friend Billy Ray Valentine nailed it with this one. You know, um, and and I forgot about this. You know what he is? He he's basically he's good at wrestling. He's good at WWE. Oh, WWE, yeah, yeah, playing a character. Well, no, no, I I mean that in a genuine sense. He's playing Stone Cold Steve Austin. But as as a politician, he's the anti-hero. He's going yeah. against like everything. Else. Do you know that he had the, the McMahons, Vince McMahon and Deborah McMahon or whatever her name is? They were part of his campaign. Wow. Wow. Because, again, it's like QAnon to an extent. That's the demographic. That's the audience that normally doesn't vote, but is really, really disgruntled. Right. And rightly so. So if you can get some of what's getting on their nerves, I can manipulate them to think that this will sort it out or the opposite would make it worse. Then it's pretty easy to drive people in a, in a particular direction. It, it just needs like like, you know, you need the certain things. It doesn't always work, but they, they basically had fire in a bottle, lightning in a bottle, sorry, with, uh, with Donald Trump, because as I say, he's very telegenic and he speaks, he speaks to the television nation. He's, he speaks in sound bites. And then you add on the fact that they've basically had these sound bites in the bag for like four years or whatever, waiting to bring them out because they know that they're dynamite marketing tools then that, that's how it works. And, and a similar thing was done basically in Europe with, with Black Cube. Strangely, uh, Black Cube, although it's Israeli, it was used in Hungary. Um, I don't know if, if people are familiar with uh, the dictator of Hungary, Viktor Orban, uh, but he basically, he got in on a anti-immigration, anti-Muslim, basically very, very similar thing anti-George Soros, anti-the deep state, and none of it was true. It was all fabricated, basically. Finkelstein and Birnbaum. Baum, yeah, Birnbaum and Finkelstein, that was the name of the lawyers that exposed this because they worked on the campaign and they were basically the, the guys that had previously got um, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu um, uh, elected. And they were particularly sort of like disgusted with themselves because although they're Jewish, part of the campaign that got Victor Orban elected that they worked on was overtly anti-Semitic, playing on you know the tropes of um, Jewish world conspiracy and that type of thing, and, yeah. and they actively pushed that and and spread lies uh, about that uh, pertaining particularly to to the takeover of Europe and the diluting of the white race with uh, with um, uh, you know. Uh, inferior uh, and these aren't my words inferior ethnic um uh, sort of sounds like know, something hitler would say right precisely it was exactly the sort of thing that hitler said now interestingly when cambridge analytica was caught in the in the uk although nothing really happened because they quite cleverly hid all the data on servers in canada and because canada's not even in europe let alone in the uk out of our jurisdiction so they weren't able to uh, to actually look at it and this was a company called Aggregate IQ, which was essentially 
is the same company, is Cambridge Analytica. When one of the sort of campaigners or the head campaigners for Vote Leave, which was the campaign to get us out of Europe, was questioned about it, he, he tried to excuse it by saying, look, what we did was only pretty much the same as what Hitler did. Now, if you ignore all the horribleness about the Holocaust and the stuff like that, it was actually pretty clever what he did. And I'm paraphrasing, but that is is the gist of exactly what he was saying. He was praising Hitler uh, for his marketing and propaganda machine and comparing Cambridge Analytica to it. Oh, here's the thing that I haven't actually mentioned. Um, Cambridge Analytica is definitely a weapon of MI6 um, because it's under, um, it's, it's considered weapons grade communication tactics. Um, and wow. it, it ha it, it's under what's called an X1 clearance, which means that it can hold top secret documents and higher. So you know what's just sad, Neil? When me and you grew up, like uh, we we grew up at a time of like action movies. I don't yeah. know about in your country, but we we grew up to like 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 agencies like MI5, MI6, and the CIA. Like you know what I mean? Like now, me and yeah. you learned that like they're that like that not the enemy, but they're like they're doing all types of shady shit. But oh. did you grow up the same way with those movies where they have you like like those action movies where they where you're like an That's MI6 good. like spies and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. But you, now, here's an interesting thing. I'll, I'll come on to that in a second. Right. The other thing is that so, so it had an X1 clearance and it's under export control, which means that you have to check with top level members of both the government and the intelligence agencies before it's used, which means that mem and on the board of um, Cambridge Analytica, there's this um, American military personnel uh, connected to the CIA, which means that Donald Trump's election and the uh, removal of the UK from the EU, despite the fact that it was presented as anti-establishment, was actually directed by MI6 and the CIA. Wow. Well, I mean, right. what, what, yeah, but so like the, the CIA is what's to do Trump's, because I would say, did, did, would the CIA have an interest in getting, uh, the, the, the CIA have an interest as well in getting uh, the UK out of the European Union? Yeah, absolutely, they do. Yeah, because basically the European Union is an economic rival to America. Um, that's why Russia's trying to, to mess up the Ukraine at the same point. That's more to do with the pipeline. It's to do with gas and oil pipelines going through Syria and through the Ukraine and the fact that the European Union is an economic rival to both the Russian Empire and to the, America, the United States. And, and whilst they're still allies, there's still that there's a finite amount of stuff in the world, isn't there? So this is like what I was saying about what the deep state is. Like these different sort of factions that have different ideas about how the world works. But what they all agree on is that they all want to stay rich and they don't want the plebs really finding out about it. And to go back to your, your other point about why when we were growing up, we saw that the Americans particularly as like the saviors of the world and like the sort of, like almost like the big brother of the world. And I don't mean big brother in the 1984 George Orwell. I mean the big brother as in the my older brother, like the responsible, cool adult that you knew you, you could rely on to be, to have integrity. Do you know why that, that it was so prevalent? Because the CIA has got a liaison office in Hollywood. And basically what happens is if you wish to use um, military hardware 
um, that, that, that in your film. A good example of this is Top Gun, certain James Bond films and, and, and uh, such like that, Transformers films, all of the Marvel Universe films, all of those. They use military industrial hardware, but in exchange for getting that for an extremely cheap rate, the CIA and the Department of Defense gets final rewrite of the script and they will not put, let anything go out that they feel is detrimental to the image. Essentially, Top Gun uh, was, an, uh, was an Air Force and Navy recruitment tool. Uh, Iron Man was an Army and Air Force and Navy recruitment tool because you sit there and you watch it and you go, it's cool to blow stuff up, isn't it? It's really as simple as that, basically. What about the one with Bradley Cooper where he's a sniper in Iraq? That came later, but that yeah. was probably definitely a recruitment tool. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, uh, what was the one that talks about... the the Hurt Locker definitely was. And the one, um, uh, the one that shows the assassination or the supposed assassination of Osama bin Laden that's done by the same... Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thank Thirty. You. Yeah, that was yeah, one. that one. Now they that was an interesting one because they basically tried to pretend that it that it hadn't had the the um um uh, the sort of uh, the the, the say so of that it wasn't propaganda because it was a bit bloody obvious. Yeah, but it sort of backfired because I, I forget the exact details. It's in my, it's in one of my books, but the long and short of it was that basically they made a big hoo-ha about it not being connected. And then when someone was asked, they were like, yeah, of course it was. Why are we not supposed to be saying that it was? And like, so, but, but the, these are the things that, that's again, that would be another potential example of what you could consider deep say. There's another agenda or another hidden thread or narrative running through stuff. As I say, like, yeah. you know, we would think that it is just rather trite, um, entertainment about some lovely robots from outer space like you know fighting on the pyramids or whatever but it's not it's a recruitment uh, it's it's aimed at children and in the same way that basically like Cambridge Analytica and various other sort of uh, uh, mind control programs like that they're successful you, because they resonate a, this gives you this what do you think the um Okay, here, here's my, I'll give, I'll give you my thoughts first, and I'll ask you what you think. What do you think the whole thing is with UFOs? If you notice over here in America, like, they yeah. had a COVID bill where they had to give all their information to the CIA or whatever, or the CIA had to give all their information about UFOs. Now, all of a sudden, they're starting to push the threat narrative, like, which yeah. means, like, you know, like, they're going to say that aliens are coming, people should be scared, but they, which is, this is all weird because... Here's what I think. If it's our technology, which I do believe we have technology, that means we still would have had to get it from an alien race at some point. So that oh, yeah, yeah. have had contact at some point. But I do think a lot of those ships are ours or yours. They're, you know, your countries, yeah. my countries are, you know, but I think there's something bigger being played. What do you think? Have you thought about no, it? No, I agree with that. I mean, like, it's not my specific sort of area, but yeah. I'm very interested in it in a sort of like, hobby and I'll, I'll i'm really like listening to other people talking about it and stuff like that yeah i'm perfectly willing to accept that basically we've had crashed um i i tend to believe bob lazar i, I don't think bob lazar or george Napa lying i think they're they're telling uh the truth they are um, i think bob lazar was being being maybe he uh I, I listened to his show i listen to old art bell shows like you know I, I, there's a website i go to I, there's just still so good he had the one with colonel corso i don't know if you know yeah. colonel corso where he told like he he was given a file cabinet by the air force and it had yeah, all the guy 
where we got um, fiber optics from, and and you know it was all from a rec rec uh, crash, you know, crash UFO. You know, yeah, he, yeah. he back engineered or was sort of. He, I don't know if he actually did the engineering, but he was was privy to it, wasn't he? Yeah, so, now that makes me wonder. Like I seem sometimes I'm very skeptical on things. Like I'm real skeptical on the the twenty and backers. Like I don't know if you're you know about that community. Like in the alternative. The, the 20 and backers of the speaker space program people who said they oh. did the speaker space program and they did 20 years and now they were age regressed and they came back but there's a there's a lot of them on the internet and i i've been i've been like hard typically skeptically harsh that's my name on youtube tickle skeptic yeah. and i've been skeptically harsh on them because there's not a lot of evidence to support their claims but there is evidence to support a secret space program so yeah. it's hard to it's hard to I, i'm not being mean towards anybody i'm just skeptical about things you know what i mean i don't Absolutely. know there's, there's, do you know what there's so much crap out there particularly again with the rise of the internet like you know i remember when the internet wasn't really a big thing and you had to watch dvds or read books to get these theories and stuff like that now um essentially i don't wish to sound elitist but anyone can just jump on and make a video and make any claim yeah. and i'll tell you what i've found over the past few years is the more outrageous the more ridiculous the claim and the less actual solid evidence, the more people buy it. I mean, I know. what's up with that? What's up with that? Isn't that insane? Isn't it? Like there, there was a there was a time when literally there was like 12 dozen people like on the Internet claiming to be super soldiers and claiming to have chips in their heads and claiming to be like traveling to Mars and fighting this and blah, blah, blah and blah. Yeah. And, and like. And all of it was like, this is pure fantasy, but <laughs> but it's entertaining, isn't it? Yeah. And like, you know, like people also like to stuff like that. Right. I'm trying to not again come across as a as an as an asshole here. No, I know you're you're right, because that's why I've been skeptical about it, because there's not a lot of proof. I want to see, I want to find the I want to find the truth about everything. That's kind of yeah, absolutely. You know, I put a lot of contactees on my channel because I'll let them come on and tell their story. If it, even mm -hmm. if it sounds like bullshit, it's still it gets me clicks and like, you know, like and I like the people. They're all really nice people. So I don't like I don't like, like, like I don't judge any, you know, like, but I, I just like I like the stories to be true. That's where I find my most glorifying um if i'm gonna leave any kind of legacy behind as a podcaster which i don't know how because there's millions of podcasts nowadays but still mm. i'd like to be one of the people that gives the truth out that's why i wanted to have you on the show yeah thank you but yeah i mean I'd, like some some of it is incredibly plausible um like some of the some not all um but but some of the rendlesham forest I, I could quite happily go for that. I think that that sounds like something weird happened there that that we can't explain. Um, the fire in the sky guy whose name escapes me. Travis Walton. I've met him. I've chatted to him. He seemed on the up and up. I don't know. Have you met him? Yeah, yeah. I met him at um, like a convention in 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 somewhere in in Yorkshire in England, uh, and he seems seems on the up and up. Nice guy. Um, I've met Larry Warren as well. He seems like a bullshit artist. Oh, you mean from Lorraine and Ed Warren? You mean the? Or you mean the? No, no, no. Larry Warren's one of the people that claimed to be at Rendlesham Forest, but he was like a soldier there on the last night, and he claims to have seen actual aliens coming out of the craft and stuff like that. But his story doesn't quite add up, and he's changed it a few times and stuff like that. Um, I've is it a big thing meeting Art Bell for you? Like, was it was that cool to do his show? 
It was brilliant to do a show. It was a bit strange because he was in a really foul mood because the um, uh, that shooting had just happened where that, that crazy couple um, had, uh, had started open fire on, on, on a freeway or something. Yeah, his, um, house. his house, yeah. They, they... No, no, no. Um, both had happened. Like uh, what had happened is he'd been getting sort of threatening messages and stuff uh, um, from from whoever, and then that that Muslim couple or potentially Muslim couple whipped out automatic weapons. I think it was in LA or somewhere like that and started shooting people. I can't. There was a name. It was a B. The B shooters. I can't can't remember yeah. what it was. But basically, and he and he spent the entire show talking about. Muslim radicals as if basically it was a real thing and it was a bit jarring because at that time we'd all, all kind of sort of gone you do know this is all bollocks it's all like it's a setup to try and give a pretext for us to hate the the, the Middle East and I think you were trying to tell him that yeah like I yeah. think you tried you tried explaining that you know like yeah. I, from yeah. what I heard from the show like yeah that yeah but he was in a he was in a very very sort of like fraught mood, and then apparently the day afterwards, someone shot through his living room window. Um, yeah, they wanted him off the air. For, I can't say who. I think I know who it was, but I can't say. But if, uh, you, if you look into it, you'll know who it was. Like it's not hard to figure it out. I'll put. I'll tell you that. But, okay. It's, it's I mean, not, I was thrilled, obviously, to um to to go on the show because like Art Bell is a legend, and uh, it was it was a bit weird because it was about. It started about four, half four in the morning, our time. Yeah, so, yeah. So that, that that's so it was, tough, yeah. It was crackers. And, um, and uh, yeah, it was a bit weird. And, like, we'd actually arranged to talk about something completely different, and then the shooting had happened. So, basically, it just was a bit of a freestyle, basically. But, you know... It, it was certainly an experience, and it was one of the things that I can I can say that I've done. I've um, been interviewed by Art Bell, so I'm yeah. That's, that's, that's a huge that's a huge uh, that's a huge thing in my book. He's a, he's like one of my heroes, you know. Like as far mm. as like podcasting and stuff, like he's he's definitely someone I look up to. Like and you know, people make up rumors about. I, I don't I don't I don't know. I just think he was a good guy. I mean, like in the end, I think he was he just meant to tell people about stuff like because he worked yeah. for premier which is a big company and that was when he worked for coast to coast they said that like a lot of people were um told to come on his show and say certain things but i don't think so i think he was trying to look for the truth you know as much as best he yeah. could you know like well the people are people are complicated right okay one of the things that i found out from being in this industry this milieu so to speak is that people are weird and people go on paranoid like bit bends and all of a sudden just they'll, they'll they'll get too close to something do you know what i mean and like they'll all of a sudden become very suspicious of that person and in real life we don't know each other that well do you know what i mean like you yeah. never you don't meet or whatever but people start there's a lot of egos like floating about there's a lot of people trying to make money capture yeah. the audience yeah. um there's a is and, and people are people, right? Yeah. And people, and, make, and that's sad because humanity's bad. And, and like, that's one thing. It, but it's funny, like, we, when you, from looking into like the extraterrestrial subject, I learned a lot about Nazism. I learned a lot about disclosure. And I learned a lot about how bad humanity can be. You know what I mean? Well, can be. Nuclear can be. Jealousy, fantastic like, and fabulous as well. This is, this is the point, right? Okay. Yeah. People, people can be 
worse than you could possibly imagine. It's, it's in you and me to be worse. We could do something that we would never imagine that we would do. OK, because people sometimes do these things. But at the same stroke, people are, are, can be wonderful and kind. Yeah, and exactly. They'll do things just for the love of another person that has absolutely no benefit for themselves other than to put a smile on somebody else's face. And, you know, we're all learning, aren't we? Yeah, I, I agree. I, I guess we can end it with that. That's perfect because we've been going about an hour and 10 minutes, but that was well said, man. I want to thank you. It was really nice meeting you, man. And I'll stay in touch. Maybe we'll do this again sometime. I'd be delighted. I'd, I'd love to come back and talk about anything. I mean, we, like, we didn't even really touch on uh, MK Ultra or the history of MK Ultra or Charles Manson. I've got a book out about Charles Manson uh, or, um, you know, or any, any, anything uh, we can chat about, anything you like. I'd be delighted. We'll do that next. We'll do, we'll set up a part two in a couple of months. Uh, we can set up a part two. And then, uh, and that one I could probably, like, like MK Ultra and Charles Manson, I could probably put that on YouTube. But this one was yeah. a little heavy. You got, you, you probably agree this was a little heavy <laughs> on YouTube. Like, but I mean, it's, it's, it's what we, it, it has to get out, you know, and I have platforms where I can put it out. That's a good thing. I have about nine platforms because I have an RSS feed. So once it goes on the spot, Spotify, it'll go on to like SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all the big ones. You know what I mean? It's just oh, like, brilliant. It's, 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 it's just YouTube's like, you know, they're really, you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a bit of a nightmare. It's a shame as well, really, because like, you know what you can't, for, you know what YouTube used to be great for? Um, the, the stuff like, uh, the, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but the, the, the sort of um, the less, for want of a better word, important stuff. Like maybe it's not like Loch Ness monster, Yeti, alien encounters. And I stuff love like all that. that stuff. Yeah, like cryptids. Yeah. Like you know, it's fun because like you have like your your certain cryptids in your country, and I have mm. certain cryptids like we call werewolves. He's dog man here in North oh, yeah. where like you know like and um there's a show on YouTube called Dog Man Encounters. So that's like okay. like you were saying like that's it's perfect. YouTube's perfect for that kind of stuff. Like oh, I didn't realize that. People who say they've had encounters with dogmen, you know, like who wouldn't listen to that? I would, you know. Exactly. And and it's one of those things where it's like, I'd love it to be true. And if obviously, you know, you found out that there was a dinosaur still alive in uh, the Congo or whatever, it would be a world changing event. Yeah. But, but at the same time, don't matter one way or the other, really, does it? Like it's one of those, like, do you know what I mean? It's it, and and I love all that sort of stuff. It's about ghosts. And uh, paranormal activity and all of these sort of things. I think um, this can be proven, though. I think there is another life. I think you know. I, I think there's an afterlife. You know, there's certainly enough weird stuff around for me for for me to uh, to, to question it. Certainly, near death uh, experiences and like you know past life regressions, near death. You do hypnosis, right? I I, I have done past life regressions, and um, they're strange because then they're, they're not what you expect. Like you you they're very mundane um which which almost gives credibility to them being real now are they real i couldn't possibly tell you so because what you do is you put somebody into a trance state and i haven't done one for ages because i i i had a bad have a bad back so i i had to sort of knock it on the head um um but, but by which i mean i i couldn't walk for like seven months so i couldn't like yeah, it was it was bad. I've, uh, like anywho, what you do is you put somebody into a trance, and then basically you just intimate that you're going back in a time machine, and 
it's kind of almost you do it sort of Victorian with all like steam and pulleys and like things whirring around and stuff like that. And then they step out of the time machine and they can they can either look at it from a sort of bird's eye perspective or as if they're watching a film or they can jump into the person who they used to be. Now, be now from a skeptical perspective, do you think this is something our subconscious creates or do you think these are actually past life memories that we have stored in us that our soul carries from past lives? Well, well, this is the interesting thing. And um, I would have to say that I'd probably err towards they're just having a nice imagination. But now here is the thing whereby I am drawn back to the other, um, uh, that, that it is in some way genuine. Because I've never had anybody be Cleopatra. I've never had anybody be a knight. I've never had anybody be a soldier in the world, in the like in the trenches. It's always some really mundane, yeah, very mundane thing. Like I've had people on a ship or or in a horse-drawn carriage or uh, living on a farm um, or walking through a wood or walking over a bridge was one. And they can be quite vivid about what's going on. There's been various sort of different times. One was like almost sort of like the 50s. One was like, you know, 1800s, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One was like sort of almost like on a sort of uh, a pirate ship. But it was, but, it, but again, they weren't a pirate. They weren't in the Navy. They just happened to be on a boat. And again, it's not proof of anything by any stretch of the imagination. But the fact that, that they were so very matter of fact and mundane i mean don't get me wrong when the people sort of came out of the trance it was like that was incredible wow blah 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 etc etc um now on uh, there's been two people that have tried to do past life regressions on and it just didn't work at all it was bizarre because they could imagine being in the time machine but when they opened the door there was just fog yeah, it's, it's maybe a memory wipe of some kind, or maybe they're, you know, like, I don't know. Who knows? Who, who knows? They, they, this is the thing, because they like, the human mind is is a mysterious thing. Like, um, yeah, uh, and think about the near-death experiences. Like, people pop yeah. out of their body when they're declared completely dead. They're like, no, no brain waves. You know what I mean? Like, how, how is the brain creating that? If How are they above their body? My, um, notice everything, but they have no brain waves. It can't be fake, right? I don't know. My mom had a near-death experience, and um, um, when she was giving birth to me, really, um, yeah, she actually died very briefly and saw herself looking down from the uh, from the uh, um, from the, the the roof of the hospital room. That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm. So, do you do you believe? Do you tend to believe them then? The near-death experience. I believe my mom. I believe. I believe she believes it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so. Um, yeah, it, can you believe it? it's not something that we talk about a huge amount? <laughs> like, but she yeah. has she has mentioned during that time I died giving birth to you. I hope you're bloody like grateful. Like, um, <laughs> uh, but she has mentioned it in the past. She she certainly has mentioned it in the past. Yeah, and like you know, there's been and, like I'll tell you about my ghost story. Um, a friend of mine uh, used to play in a band, and I had a drummer. Uh, I played in numerous bands, uh, uh, and. Um, our drummer's house was haunted and his parents had seen numerous people going up the stairs and stuff and they'd chased them thinking that they were burglars only to find that once they got to the landing that nobody was there. Um, and we used to hear 
what sounded like a piano being played in the attic. We, we'd, we'd, we'd sit in his kitchen smoking um, and on the, the third floor was an attic and we'd occasionally hear what sounded like someone just going bang, 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 bang. Wow. On, except, no, it gets weirder, Rob. There wasn't a piano in the attic. There was no <laughs> piano. There was a piano upstairs, not in the attic, right? That's and on a, couple of, on a couple of times, we definitely, definitely heard it. And then the other time, it was, it was like a, a heat wave in the middle of summer. And we, we went back to his house and he had three or four dogs. And every time he went through the living, uh, the front door, sorry, um, his dogs would come screaming at you. You know what dogs are like when people yeah. come to the house. They always think it's for them. And it never is. It's never for them. I don't know why they always run to the door. But yeah. anyway, this one occasion, there was about four or five of us and we all walked in through the door and the dogs were all on the landing, which uh, like uh, in the middle of the staircase. And they were all huddled together and they looked petrified. And we would, wow. the whole room, we could see our breath. It was so cold in there that we could see our breath. And it made no sense because it was like, you know, we were walking around. Energy in from the room. They say the so ghosts hot. take the energy. Like, because they have to, to, to manifest themselves, they have to use energy. Because it's all energy. Well, it's all energy. You know what I mean? I think that yeah, is the one this, this is, we leave. This is what we'd heard also. So we were very freaked out by that. Like, um, and it took ages for the dogs to calm down and come back down the stairs. It was very strange. Now I didn't, never, I've never seen uh, anything like a ghost personally, but I have had those two experiences at that house. That's amazing. Was, uh, you want to talk about Charles Manson real quick? I can pause this and I got to go to the bathroom. That's why I wanted to finish up. But if you want to do it, talk about it real quick, we can talk about it. It's, it's not really the sort of thing that we can talk about quick because um, I have a very different take. Like I've actually, I've been very kind, very lucky to actually some of his friends have got in touch. Like they consider, there's a whole sort of other angle to Charles Manson basically. And so I think it would be better to come back and talk about it at another time. I would be Let's delighted to. We'll finish up and then we'll cover, we'll, we'll, we'll send it, end it for tonight, but I'll send you an email. We'll schedule something in a couple of months to talk about that. Cause I'm definitely interested. Yeah. Sounds great, mate. I, I'd love to. Thanks, man. This was awesome. Thanks. Oh, good. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. All right. When you've got this um, linked up or whatever, just send it to me on the email and I'll share it on my sort of social media, et cetera. Awesome. Thank you. All, All right. right. Have a good night.